You're listening to The Bounding Box, where we talk about web development, geo development, and everything in between. All right, welcome to The Bounding Box. Today, I'm joined from a friend overseas here. I got Arno, Arno Fiva. So Arno, please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, what's your problem? Hi, Renee. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, as you said, my name is Arno Fiva. I work in the Esri uh, R&D uh, center here in Zurich. My role is a developer evangelist, uh, specifically for the 3D Maps SDK for JavaScript. Um, and in this role, I, I basically promote, on one hand, custom development uh, for the web, and of course, also 3D, because yeah, that's kind of what we uh, look into here in, in Zurich. We work on a bunch of uh, products um that's I, it is an r d so on one hand we have quite a bit of product or uh, base technology development going on uh, such as the javascript sdk that is used in other esri products uh, we also have uh, urban being developed here city engine as products um yeah and then we of course also look into some more researchy topics yeah is, yeah it's a lot of fun i mean urban and city engine might be a couple of things that uh your average like Arches Pro or old ArcMap user might not be too familiar with them. Can you just explain what those are real quick? Just kind of run down, you know, who would use them and why? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, City Engine is actually um, the product that uh, the company before it became an Esri R&D uh, built when it was still, the company was still called Procedural. Uh, City Engine is really, um, um, yeah, uh, um, a software that, uh, produces 3D data um, uh, from basically uh, takes OpenStreetMap as an input like parcels and streets. And uh, from that, you can give it a bunch of rules and it will generate uh, 3D buildings from that. Um, this is uh, yeah something that has been used quite a bit in the entertainment industry for films. Um, but of course, now more and more for uh, cities, especially where you want to have 3D data just to give some context um for yeah for your applications urban um urban is so city engine is a desktop application uh, urban is a web application that bases on the maps sdk for javascript and is uh, tailored for city uh, planning specifically um yeah where you can visualize a bunch of um regulation rules uh for urban planning and uh, yeah, visualize some of your proposals within within that and validate it. Um, also used, of course, for communication. Nice. Yeah, so the engine is cool because I know it, it was used like in uh, movies like what Big Hero Six and a couple other uh, animation films and stuff like that. And every now and then, there'll be a blurb about it at like UC or maybe even Dev Summit will get a small blurb about oh used in this movie. But they don't tout it a whole lot. Maybe maybe in Zurich you guys do because I know I know that the the tech scene over there is very much into that. But I, I was was curious why they don't. I guess maybe because you know um, that's not the main customer base that Esri's got and stuff. You know, it's more government or local agency. But it, I think it's cool. It's really awesome that it's used in those places. Yeah, I think so. Of course, we always mention, for example, when someone applies, because it's kind of cool, you can relate to it. Uh, you can kind of show off like where, where it's being used. I I think the issue is that we're not always allowed to say uh, ah, because okay. of uh, licensing or... That's probably right. I mean, you can't you know, show like the, 
big poster probably the on screen we, or something right so yeah we have a few posters here in the office hanging but uh yeah not all of them are public <laughs> that is cool man yeah that urban's a, a cool project i i would have liked something like that um when i was working at like local government because i mean it just gives you a whole new aspect you're looking at planning out uh new developments or even when like a city is um one thing i worked in a lot was when new developments developments were coming up and you had to like plan out utilities right like how are you going to run utilities to all these different developments and new homes and businesses and stuff and just getting that underground network in a 3d environment would have been really cool uh to see yeah i think urban is a really nice example of uh, how web tech uh, can be tailored and really make a difference in the user experience um, it, it's a complex topic, uh, mm-hmm. but if you if you yeah if you put the time into uh, a user interface that makes sense that is tailored specifically for this use case, it shows how you can really build nice applications uh, to solve problems um, in a well I mean in a in a in an easier way than than what it, what we used to probably do on paper or yeah. with with other tools. Um, and yeah, so urban is one of one of those examples, uh, one really nice example of of a, of a web app based on the JavaScript SDK. Um, and of course, uh, that's that's the one thing that we that we promote is that hey, you know, you you can really build nice uh, applications with our tools, with based on top of ArcGIS, uh, with the technologies that we provide. Yeah, it's really neat. And I got, um, I always tout this and people have heard me talk about it probably a million times at this point, but just the, the basic thing idea of like the, um, uh, the view shed, uh, that I believe is, uh, you can do easily in the SDK, right? You, you, uh, click a point in, in a 3d environment and all of a sudden you get this great view shed from everywhere visible or every, I guess everywhere you can see from that point, that vantage point. And it's shown on the map, right? And those are the kind of scenarios that would take me like three days to do. And then probably another like two weeks of review for someone to go, oh, well, can you move it over, you know, to this office over here? Say I'm in this other office. What can I see? Or if I were to raise this light pole or this light at this facility, like 10 feet, what is, how many people are going to be bothered by it? Right? Just all this back. Now you build an app and just have the user just move it, right? They'll just click something, maybe adjust some uh, sliders and bam, you got all these great tools they're using instantly. We, we have a bunch of tools. I knew you were going to bring up the view shed because that's <laughs> the one tool. That's, that's actually one tool we, we don't yet have in the, in the SDK in 3D. We don't have, a, we don't have, because... a tool, we have the widget for it, but you can do it. We have a sample that, that does it with the geoprocessing tasks and everything right yeah, it's, it's server side but it just takes the the terrain into account and we have a bunch of users asking for view shed and yeah we're, we'll we have it on a roadmap we plan to work on it in the near in the near future it's just that uh just just right the <laughs> next two releases it didn't we, quite we, make got, it in. we have the line of sights so line of sights I, also i see where similar, you're doing here <laughs> right line of sights similar but you know it's just like a direct like if you're standing over here and i'm standing here can i see you Right, like that, that's great for surveyors, right? If you need to plan out a survey you're going to do or something like that, and you need to know that, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be standing over here, then you're gonna have the the plum over here in this uh, area. You know, am I gonna be blocked by some building or something? Are we gonna have to like navigate all these different areas? Where it's it's a great planning tool in that particular case. I can see surveyors uh, getting use out of that, right? 
No, exactly. I mean, that's uh, yeah, and that's what we try to that's what we try to provide is is these building blocks um, to really create these these tailored experiences in the web, where you don't have yeah you don't have a, a big piece of software that does um, a whole bunch of things that but you can like specifically throw in a, a tool like the line of sight or shadow analysis and you can yeah you can you just with a single slider you you can kind of see what for example what uh, shadow cast you have in specific days throughout the years uh, for example for a new project or for the existing ones um, if you just yeah go in select a 3d base map you see your uh, you see your building your your house and you can see what shadow it throws throughout the year that's pretty cool because i could see like new <laughs> new office buildings going up that would upset you know, neighbors, something like that, if it's going to be blocking their oh, yeah. sunlight, particular times of day or something Always like that. Always a topic in the city. <laughs> now, in terms of like, um, you're talking about the cool stuff you can do in 3D, what kind of assets can I bring in 3D? Now, I'm not too familiar with like the, the models, but I know like um, GLTF is like one type of asset I can load into my uh, 3D, my scene, right? Yeah, so I think uh, there's two sides. There's two sides of this, especially if you're kind of new to uh, 3D. Uh, you might know RTS from from the web map and uh, and 2D maps. I think on on one hand, um, it's important to point out that a lot of the things that we do in 3D work exactly the same way they do in 2D. Uh, so if you have feature layers and you want to drop them into your map in 3D, you drop them into the scenes, but it, it basically works the same way and you visualize them, you inter interact them with them um, in similar ways. Um, and then um, we also provide a bunch of ready to use assets or, or let's say symbology to, to visualize uh, this data. So for example, if you have polygons in 2D, you would you would visualize it with a fill uh, symbology. In in 3D, you can do uh, the same using extruded, and then all of a sudden you have uh, 3D 3D uh, buildings in a way, or 3D assets in your scene just by extruding these polygons. And yeah, of course, you can um, also visualize points, for example, with uh, GLTF symbols. Uh, so GLTF being kind of like the standard 3D format for web applications. Um, and yeah, we do that often, for example, to visualize trees or, or different various assets in a city like lampposts or street signs. Um, and yes, yeah, since uh, recently now we also support that you can upload your own assets. Uh, so really 3D models also beyond the GLTF formats, so also some of the more uh, commonly used uh, um, formats in, in 3D, um, 3D, uh, yeah, <laughs> generally in 3D, um, like uh, uh, OBJ <clears throat> or more from the, the BIM, uh, world, we support uploading IFC models directly into your scene layer or your your web scene. So basically, if I if I'm like um if I work in 3D like BIM, I suppose, right? Would I use a tool like Blender or something like that to create a model? Then I can output that to that format and bring it directly in. Yeah, exactly. So okay. uh, you can you can export it directly as a GLTF and you could upload the asset where it's somewhere accessible in the web and you can just 
visualize. For example, if you have a point feature layer or a point scene layer, you can basically tell it to just use that GLTF model to, to visualize these points. Um, or or you you have a yeah you have a scene layer um, a 3D object layer and you you upload that directly through the editor uh, widget uh, when oh, okay. and there it can also be in uh, yeah an OBJ or a USD nice. file type and uh, it will also take over all the materials so if in Blender you have uh, you you create a model with nice uh, windows transparent or some metallic surfaces. Um, also, emissive light, for example, if you have textures that uh, uh, that, that that have emissive properties, that you will see that in the in the web scene as well. That is cool. And I played around with some dumb stuff like bringing a bunch of rhinos in for my points, like that. Just you know, going down the street, which is kind of cool. You know, it's, it's a nice visual. Sure, for sure. <laughs> That's a movie, right? Yeah. Where a lot of zoo animals run through the street. <laughs> zoo animals get down the street, right? <laughs> What are some other uh, cool things that people can do with 3D? I mean, you mentioned like everything you can do in 2D, you can do in 3D, which is really neat. Like um, the extruding and stuff. Um, there, were, I think Sajit made a really cool app when 3D for air quality, where I think he had the um, he had a slider that would play over time, and the polygons were the areas for the, the city, I guess maybe blocks, where the air quality would go up and down. He had like the extruding yeah. dynamically and stuff like that. That's really neat. What are some other uh, interesting things that people that might be working in 2D uh, might want to try out in 3D? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so JIT does a, a bunch of really nice apps. Uh, I have to say, just recently brought out uh, one from to Tokyo where you see uh, live buses uh, uh, riding around in the city, which is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> what uh, I guess the the main topic we focus here in in the R and D is specifically urban visualizations, uh, urban use case. So not urban as a product, but uh, just like the city in a, in the context of a city. And uh, yeah, there. I mean, the, the use cases can be from thematic visualizations to realistic visualizations, especially if you have something like uh, realistic integrated mesh, uh, which is, is is basically that. Uh, the correspondence to satellite imagery is it, it, it also has the 3D geometry of a city and you visualize your data uh, within that city and uh, it, it really just makes things more relatable um, because our, our world is in 3D and if you want to convey a message um, if you want to tell a story um, it, it it can it can help to to do that in 3D and and uh, show it in the context for example, of that, uh, yeah, the the houses you have in your near vicinity, uh, to understand what it really means. Um, I think one of the main use cases we see is is definitely, for example, uh, showing analysis output, for example, for floods to to show the effects of floods uh, within, uh, yeah, <clears throat> within a city or within a residential area, uh, which is really impressive with uh, some of the uh, if you combine it with some of the effects. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I guess, uh, we also every now and then do some, some a bit more creative or more, uh, how should I say, um, uh, off the beaten track <laughs> <laughs> topics right. like, uh, for last Dev summer, we did this, uh, ski resort, uh, app where we visualized a bunch of the data that they collect 
in a, within a, uh, the regular operations of a ski resort, when they plow the slopes and they basically measure the snow depths every uh, night when they go over the, the slopes. And we, uh, yeah, we we uh, got got a bunch of that data, which was really nice. And we created a 3D app out of it and uh, showed how you could potentially visualize a bunch of this data in 3D. They, they use this data already in 2D to optimize, for example, the production of fresh snow. And uh, yeah, we we kind of did a case study how that would look like in 3D. That which was a cool makes demo. a lot of sense with the terrain and everything. Yeah, that was a fun demo. I really enjoyed that one. That was cool. That, didn't that did that the one that had the snow falling and everything in the demo? Yeah, we had we had the weather effects, of course. Uh, we had uh, also some uh, some. Uh, snow groomers that were running around in the scene uh, <laughs> that were hooked up to a to a stream layer that was that was nice that's neat <laughs> yeah the you mentioned flooding that's a that's a really cool one because and i worked in um county i worked for sanitation and we had uh, storm drains and sewer lines and everything so we used to have to do these uh analysis of like you know um what um what what manholes or what uh, sewers were at risk of uh, overflowing when there was a flood, right? Inland, a certain amount. And when you do them, you get these weird patches sometimes along the coast where there'd be no flooding. And if you just look at a 2D map, you can't necessarily tell. But if you threw that in a 3D environment, you could easily see that there's like some hills or something in the area that aren't going to get flooded or whatnot. You know, when you, versus looking at like a 2D map, even aerial it's not uh, super easy to see exactly why um, the, the flood maps look the way they do in those particular cases, which is kind of neat. I, I would have liked to have done that in 3D because I think it would have been more, it would have been easier for the stakeholders to see exactly what was happening in that particular case, right? Which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think we we also hear that a lot that like, hey, you know, I would like to do 3D, but I don't have the data. I don't have... I like the, the like for example the elevation or the, mm. the 3D data of buildings and the thing is that uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the most realistic to already create something that's relatable that's maybe easier to understand than a top-down view um, and that's where yeah that's where I would really just just uh, recommend to try out visualizing your data even if it's just with elevation. Uh, with yeah with with the elevation that we provide globally out of the box or yeah. uh the new 3d base map where uh, some areas you have very detailed buildings and some areas uh it's 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 more like extruded extruded polygons but already that uh, makes a difference and you 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 might be able to to yeah to tell tell your story differently or con convey the message more effectively that's fun <laughs> All right, Arno, so I want to ask, are there any uh, cool features coming to 3D uh, by anything you can talk about by Dev Summit? Or... You, you mean besides ViewShed? Yes, um... besides ViewShed. I'm, I'm going I'm to wait for ViewShed <laughs> for Dev Summit demos. For sure, for sure. Yeah, ViewShed is probably going to be sometime next year, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, still, we'll still have to look into that <clears throat> to give a bit more of a specific release date. What we are working on um, at the moment, uh, especially if we're looking at uh, the Developer Summit release next March, um, a, fun, a fun one uh, I think worth mentioning is theming. Um, that is going to be available for 3D and 2D, and it basically allows you to, uh, to color 
a lot of the interactive tools that we provide uh, so far, like the measurement tool comes in orange, uh, the snapping, uh, the snapping guides that we have for 3D editing are orange. Um, and that's going to allow you to basically change that color and uh, adjust it, for example, if to your to your branding, to your uh, corporate identity, if you have if you have a specific color there. And I, I think that's a lot of fun uh, to change these colors and see how it looks like if, when all of a sudden all the tools appear appear in, in a different color. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. Of course, uh, things like media layer, I got a lot of attention uh, in the web map uh, this year, so we're adding support for that in 3D. Um, we're continue, we'll continue to work on editing, um, improve uh, the whole experience around 3D model upload, and also um, for the like editing uh, point, line, and polygon features, we have a, a, a fun or a, yeah effective uh, tool coming up that's um, allowing you to to not only have tooltips um, when you edit, but also enter the values um, in these tooltips. So if you draw a line, um, right now it will tell you how long that line is, and in the future you'll be able to really type in how long the line exactly is and, and that and is stuff cool. like that. So yeah, we call it uh, productive editing. Um, it's kind of like the the code name for that project. And I think one thing that folks are going to be uh, excited to hear is that we're looking into support for 3D tiles and we might have a, a prototype. Uh, That's neat. Yeah, I know, I know I, as soon as 3D tiles were announced uh, and other stuff, like the next day, you're like, oh, why don't you guys support 3D tiles? Like, it just got announced. Can you give us, well, give us, how, give us a second? <laughs> how, how long do you need for it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. No, it's That's gonna be awesome. fun if we can just, uh, yeah, hook, hook those up and and build uh, build some apps on with that data for sure. Oh, it's amazing. That's gonna be cool stuff, man. All right, Arno. So I don't want to hold you up too long here, but before I let you go, you got any tips, tricks, or other advice for listeners? Oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah, advice. So I, I listened to some <laughs> of your pre- previous podcasts, and I have <laughs> some of, some of that is really uh, yeah life life advice, and I, I was thinking how to live up yeah live up to those expectations so um yeah one thing one thing i can really recommend if you <clears throat> so speaking about next march to dev summit if you sign up so i guess the first piece of advice is sign up for dev summit uh join us in palm springs uh it's yeah i think it's a great event to connect uh, also to the team and uh, yeah if you if you do that uh, make sure to in advance practice enough uh, dodgeball because uh, yeah we 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 showed up this year uh, kind of thinking like hey yeah uh, first time dodgeball after the pandemic and everything and we uh, definitely wanted to to compete and we saw it in previous years and thought ah can't be can't be that hard but oh boy <laughs> we we got <laughs> we got smashed so yeah, it's not as easy very as seriously. Much. And, and you take it seriously. It's competitive, right? Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's competitive. very competitive. There are there are some uh, partners or companies that come over and stuff too that have their teams, right? And I, I think they're stocking their teams with the, with the employees, right? Like uh, they have some big people coming in now. <laughs> uh, while while we are preparing for all like the plenary presentations and the sessions and everything, but all the time I. I, yeah, next year I really gotta I really gotta also practice in dodgeball because 
Yeah, I think that's also one of the things that folks remember the most besides all the all the other things that we present there is like, hey, how did you perform in dodgeball? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Arno. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate you being here, man. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Rennie. Nice talking to you. Thank you for listening to The Bounty Box today. Please subscribe for more content.